Do you find yourself wondering who you are? Why are you here? Do you feel out of place? Like something inside you knows a secret? Want to tap into a power source beyond your wildest dreams? How is this possible? Well, join me every other week as we learn to be infinite AF. Integrity is telling myself the truth, and honesty is telling the truth to other people. Spencer Johnson. Well, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Infinite AF. I am Amber Rue. My voice is very raspy today, so enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> but yes, I just wanted to thank you guys for being here. I just want you to know I love you very much, and that everything that we do together to support one another really, really changes everything, the dynamics of the world for not just us, but all those around us. So uh, what you're doing here today, listening, learning, growing Infinite AF, it's really benefiting the whole entire universe as we speak. So that's amazing. You're amazing. And let's get into it. So today I wanted to talk about the four agreements. If you haven't read this book, you need to go out there and get it. I've read this book several times over. Um, now I have it on audiobook and I just listen to it all the time. When I first got introduced to this book, I think it was back in like 2010. And it has since been just a wonderful staple in my home. Don Miguel Ruiz is the author of this book. And Basically, the four agreements are just so simple. And what I'm going to do here today is we're going to go through each and every one of them. So the next um, uh, sequence of podcasts are going to be about each agreement. Um, And again, there's four of them. So that'll take us into a few weeks here. But it's just so amazing. This book, it's so simple. You know, when we start to get into the awareness and get into the consciousness, we realize that it doesn't have to be complicated. It really doesn't have to be complicated. We, as people walking around as pretend beings, we are complicating things because we have to categorize everything. We have to, everything has to have a name. Everything has to have a label and everything has to fit into a category. And life is really, really simple. Um, Our purpose here is really, really simple. And we like to just complicate it up. I don't know, you know, why we just want to be so stinking crazy, but (laughs) we do. So for me, the four agreements is definitely getting back to the basics, getting to the root of where we should stand um, and getting into that foundation. So let me take you to the first agreement. And I'll let me just tell you all four of them. I'm going to tell you all four of them and then we're going to dissect the first one. So four agreements. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. And that's golly, that's one of my favorites. Um, Because it can work so many different ways. Number three, don't make assumptions. Uh (laughs) And number four, always do your best. Gosh, so, so simple. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and just do your best. If we could just literally take that at face value and go with it, man, we would be, come on, we'd all be floating. It'd be crazy. We know there would be no Karens in the world. It would, (laughs) we would all be awesome. 
Um, but you know, it's a practice. It's a practice. And here we are learning, learning and growing together. So that's okay. Right? So we're taking one step at a time. So I wanted to get into the first one. Be impeccable with your words. My goodness, this is so important. It's not just important as far as like what I'm speaking to others, but it's also what I'm speaking to myself. Because really, we're always talking to self. Even when we're commenting about others, it's reflecting self. It's all about self. And we are self. If you really want to break it down, we're one entity. So what does that mean to be impeccable with your words? Impeccable with your words. So it basically it's, you know, we're speaking with integrity. Are we speaking with integrity? Um, Have you found yourself to be speaking with integrity? And if not, you know, maybe be impeccable with your words, you know, is something that you need to write on your uh, bathroom mirror to remind yourself. This is something maybe that it touches home to you. Maybe you're finding that when you speak, you're not very happy about uh, what you're saying and how you're saying it. Speaking with integrity. What does that mean to speak with integrity? Well, integrity, I feel, like leads to trust. It shows that you're honest and you're true and you're true to yourself. Why do we want to be honest and true and have integrity? Why do we want to be impeccable? Number one, people believe in us and believe what we say. And that's not just believing in what we say because we want them to like, you know, it's not ego driven. It's more like they know they can trust your words. They know you can trust your words. You know, when you say, yes, I'll do that. Your yes is your yes and your no is your no. Biblically, it says so too. You know, if you want to break it down into the Bible, if you're into that, you know, what did how did how did everything come to be everything came by the word everything started with the word words are so powerful thoughts are so powerful because you know thoughts become things so the things that we think we end up saying and when we say it we end up re-inputting it back into us so being impeccable say only what you mean say things that you mean and i know i'm sitting here on a podcast blase blase <laughs> talking a bunch but I'm really talking about the things that I absolutely mean and I absolutely believe in and I'm absolutely discovering with you. You know, this one, it is a hard one for me to say only what I mean or to just speak only words that are, you know, that that have purpose, that are purposeful. Like sometimes I just like to talk in all kinds of colors and I just... (laughs) I just go on and on and on and on and on. And I'm like, wait, did you even think about this for a moment? But, you know, it's just, it really means just taking the moment to breathe and say what you mean versus um, when you're in a conversation and you're just reacting. Um, because remember, we, 95% of us is just reacting to things that are past traumas, things that are learned from our past. So your initial reaction or words to something, a situation, whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever, might not always be your actual thoughts or meanings, you know, like you might not really mean that you might not really think that you just kind of reacting to that. The other thing about being impeccable with your word is where you want to avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Such a really fun one to actually practice. I don't know about you and your job. Um, I worked many different jobs. Um, 
throughout my life, I really tried to get in the habit of not gossiping. And, you know, I mean, of course, it's so easy to fall into that, you know, teamship. You know, you, you her and I work that shift together and we, you know, we get along really well. And, and we're talking about the other people who work their other different shift and how we do things different from them and, and so on and so forth. And so you really want to get to that uh, level where you say, okay, I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to spread words or I'm not going to engage in gossip. If people gossip around me, what am I going to do and how am I going to react because I don't want to get involved. And it's not always easy to do. Sometimes I find myself falling back into gossip and I'm like, oh my goodness. But I have like a little trick that reminds myself that I'm getting involved into gossip. I end up, you know, (laughs) I do the little Southern thing where like, bless their hearts. (laughs) But that is a signal to myself to tell myself hey, you're going down the wrong path. We do not want to get involved in gossip. We do not want to use our words to speak against others. And so I I will, I'll do that, you know, like, and and I'll start saying things and, you know, well, she did it like this and she did it and oh my goodness. And then I'm like, but you know what? They're awesome. They're really awesome people. And I know that they're just doing their best, you know, and we all, you know, we just try to do our best. And that's my red flag to remind myself, okay, don't go down that path. So maybe you come up with some nifty little, you know, trick or, or, or reminder that helps you to stay in the present and use your words only because they actually have your truth and meaning. Because anyways, anything, again, we say about anybody else is really a reflection of us, has nothing to do with them. You know, if you're complaining about, oh, you know, that worker didn't do this, didn't do that, and I had to do this, and I had to do that. Well, really what you're saying is, I was overwhelmed. That's what you're saying. You're not saying that that person's a bad person. You're saying, I'm overwhelmed. I didn't feel that that was fair. Um, And that's truth, and that's okay. To say that is your truth. You know, but if you're speaking against them, you're really speaking against yourself and you're really um, creating a more negative environment. And this is not something we want to live in. Right. So, you know, going again back to being impeccable with your word, um, using that power of your word into the direction of truth and love and not using it to sword fight anybody with the tongue. Right. Um, because, you, you know, again, you want to create an environment that is that is good for you. You want to create an environment that's good for you. And by making an environment good for them isn't good for you. And it really all comes back to us again. Always, always. And we're talking about the word as far as, you know, when we speak our truth. And now I know it's not easy. It's not, you know, sometimes I blurt out things that are really shitty. <laughs> Especially after I've had a couple cocktails, forget about it. I may say some really dumb things. The great thing about being in the awareness and really knowing yourself is that you can reflect about it later on and you can go back to it and say, you know what, that was not a true reflection of how I think or feel. And I want for that person to hear something different so that they can come in agreement with this new thing, you know? And so I've done it before and I've, I've, I've said some things, you know, to my friends and thank God my friends love me so much because <laughs> if they didn't, I don't know where I'd be if they did not know me already and love me just as am. But yeah, so I've said some crappy things and, you know, I, you know, may have said a, a thing or two and, and then later on thought about it. And, you know, I called that friend. I just called that friend and say, you know what? Yesterday when we were, you know, at the pool or whatever it was and 
um, I said this thing, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Like that was not my intent. And I really didn't mean to say that. I don't know why it came out. Sometimes it's just reactions, acting stupid. Just, I don't know. We're on autopilot. I don't know. It's not an excuse, but it's an understanding. And so, you know, I want you to know that I think that you're amazing or I don't think that of you or this is what I really think. Um, and this is what I would really have said. And, you know, nine out of 10, you'll find that that person's like, I didn't even think about that, which is great because then that means that they didn't make an agreement with whatever you said. And so, you know, in the book, The Four Agreements, it also talks about a story about that, like the little girl who was really good at singing and she was just loving it, loving it. She's a very talented, skillful vocalist. And she's singing in her home and her mom comes home and her mom normally typically loves to hear her sing. But this particular day, her mom was home from work. She was tired. She had a headache. She just wanted to rest. She's laying on the sofa maybe. And, you know, her daughter is over there in the hall in the room singing, singing her heart out. And the mom just yells up at her, can you please stop singing? Like, I'm tired of hearing your voice. It's like horrible. Just quit. I've had enough. You, you, you don't even have a good singing voice. Just stop. And her mom just says this out of frustration and her mom's not even really thinking what she's saying. But because she wasn't being impeccable for, with her words, taking moment to say, is this true feelings? You know, evaluating that. Um, she said this to this little girl. At that moment, that little girl makes an agreement. And she says, oh, maybe. Maybe she's right. Maybe my voice is horrible. I thought I was singing good, but maybe I'm not. And from that moment on, she never wanted to sing again. Um, and it just got less and less, you know, then later on the book, it goes on that she, you know, creates a new agreement and we can, we can, a lot of the agreements that we made and attached ourselves to can be rewritten. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that another day, but for now, let's just understand how powerful the word is and how much it can affect everything and everyone around us. We do it to ourselves all the time. You get up in the morning, you go, you're taking your shower, you're in your mirror, and you're looking at your body. And what are you saying? What are you thinking? You know, are you saying something on repeat? Oh my God, I'm so fat. Oh my God. I'm so Sometimes you say it and it's not even a reality. It's just now so embedded because it's something that you constantly play in your head it's one of your verses you know and you're like there I'm so fat or I'm so slow or I'm I'm whatever whatever you fill in the blank you know and you're you're talking to yourself and you're you're talking to every cell in your body and you're telling it what it is and you're labeling it and you don't even mean it you don't even know how heavy and how powerful your word is. You're not speaking with integrity. You're speaking with sadness. You're speaking with fear. You're speaking with insecurities. Um, and somewhere along the lines, we got taught that, right? In our society, we got taught that if you're not X, Y, or Z, you're not good, right? So I'm a failure. I don't make enough money. I'm too slow. I'm too dumb. I'm too fat. I'm too whatever, different. But we're really not because none of that matters. We're all the same. <laughs> We're really not. We're not doing anything. We're just right all the time, every day, all day, together, collectively. Um, but so <laughs> 
this is the thing. It's like, you know, how are we going to change this? If we know how powerful the word is and how powerful and influential we can be on the word, what do we do? How do we, how do we reverse that? How do we stop? And we'll explore a few different techniques, what, how we can do that. Um, but before I get into that, I did want to talk about one more thing. And if you haven't looked this man up, um, I highly recommend doing that. So today's today's lessons, get the book, <laughs> Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz, and then look up this uh, scientist, Masaru Emoto. I think I said that right. Masaru Emoto. He did an, an amazing experiment. Um, he also wrote a book, The Hidden Messages in Water, in 2004. It's a New York Times bestseller. Uh, he's a Japanese businessman, author, pursuit of scientist. Um, he talks about human consciousness and how it can affect the molecular structure of water, which we are like, what, 70% water. So when you're talking to yourself and you're speaking words, right? You're speaking words to yourself, I'm so fat. Well, guess what? You're talking to your water in your body, 70%. So his experiment was, you know, using water. And what he essentially did, it was he, um, the water crystal experiment that he used consists of exposing water like glasses of water to various words pictures or music then he would freeze it and then examine the crystals aesthetics oh my goodness like so he had this one uh water that had you know the word gratitude on it and when he froze it and then he looked under the microscope and he saw what crystallizations made with the word gratitude on them you know like he wrote the word on the the glass of water or whatnot and it was just the most beautiful like snowflake looking crystallization it was just gorgeous gorgeous um, but then he had another experience where he had spoken word. The spoken word was speaking to water. And so people were saying to the water, I hate you. I hate you. Um, and then he froze that water and then he looked at the crystallization and it was completely different. I mean, the aesthetics of it were not pleasant to the eye. Um, they were bubbling up. They were, it was just really, and this is the same water. There was no difference in the water. Um, it, what was different was the words, the words that were over it, the words that were spoke to it. And this is how the water reacted. Okay. You're ugly. You're stupid. Those kinds of things turn the water into a very unesthetic picture, you know, uh, crystallization. And the ones that had words like gratitude and thank you and love, um, they were very, very pleasant to see the, the, the way it froze. It was really beautiful. So, uh, if nothing else, whether you want to decipher what's ugly or what's pretty or whatever it is, that's not even the point. The point is that it was changing on a molecular level. It was changing the water just by using the word, the word. Okay. So that is what we're talking about today. That is what we're talking about is impeccability with our words, speaking things that are only truths, you know, and, and maybe that's the hard part. That's the hard part that why we don't speak with truth is because we don't sit with ourselves long enough to know what is truth. We don't explore things deep enough to know what is truth. We just react. And again, our reactions, as genuine as they may pretend to be, are really just responses. 
And so when we go back to being impeccable with our words, how can we do this? Where's the practice there? I want to be more, I want to have more integrity with what I say. Um, A lot of different ways you can try this. I'm going to just give you a few of them um, that help me. And, you know, you can decide and, and take which ones may serve you. So for me, I use I love using your word to find resolve. I love to use the word to find resolve versus using the word to implant or attach to uh, the problem. Using different words to actually resolve what's going on. So if I'm going to speak, I want to speak life into the situation, life into my life. Um, versus speaking on the problem, you know, and speaking about whatever it is that that is not exactly, you know, right. Which goes into the next one that, you know, talking about repetitive slogans. So I talked about that before. Like if you have something on repeat, I'm so fat, I'm so fat. Try to change it up. So using the word to to implant or attach not the problem, but the resolve is looks like this. Instead of saying... I have to go to work, say, I get to go to work. That is an option. Instead of saying, I feel sick, say, I am healing. So these are different ways that you can use your word to attach to the resolve of what we really want, right? And then take notice. Take notice if you are having something repetitive, like a repetitive slogan. I am blah, blah, blah or this is blah, blah, blah. And think through that, like sit with that for a minute and see, do I really feel this? Or is this something that is just happening on autopilot? Is it something that I've just come to say very often and so, so many times that now it's just my, my initial response. It's just, I just react. I can't, I'm too slow. I can't, I'm too short. I can't, I'm too whatever you know and so think about that and then sit with that and try to really really decipher is this my true conscious self that is saying this or if it's not then how can we change that script because that script's going to keep coming up for you just because you can say okay wait i realize that i'm i'm saying this or reacting in this way on autopilot that doesn't mean you can change it right away you can't just say oh well that makes sense let me just uh, stop you're not going to be able to stop because you're it's a neurological thing. Your neurons are reacting and making you think and feel and respond in such a way that you've learned for many, many years ago, a long time ago. So how do we change that? Try to change the script. Again, goes back to thinking about how we say things. I have to. Instead, I get to. That really changes the feel of how you're speaking to yourself and what you're speaking about. I don't have time. Instead, let's try. My life is very full and active currently. Um, These give a whole different vibration to what we're speaking about. Switching the frequencies and switching how we feel. um, Changing that direction. And think about this too. If you've ever say things or speak things or said anything and you don't really feel good about it, like something about it made you feel bad, that is a number one indicator that that is, you're going against the grain. This is not your true self. 
You know, you ever think about what you said and you're in the shower and you're just repeating it, repeating it like I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said it like this. That is you telling you we went against the grain here and and maybe we can revise this and how we speak, you know. So change the script, change the script. And then finally, it's just tune into your situation. Sit with it and ask yourself before you speak, what evidence do I have to support what I'm about to say? And how do I feel about what I'm about to say? Do I feel good? Do I feel bad? Is it making me awkward, anxiety? Sit with that. And then and then try to speak when ready and not when reacting. You know, we want to respond, not react. So we don't always have to talk. It's okay. It's okay to not speak. Um, If you feel a certain way, work through the feeling. We don't have to speak it out. Um, And those are those are some few tips that I can say help me when I go into thinking about being impeccable with my words, speaking the things, letting your yes be yes, your no be no, speaking words that are not just fillers, they're not just reactors, but they're genuine words, you know? And then, you know, I love it. Ram Das does this a lot. Um, uh, Don Miguel, uh, he is another one as well when he speaks. Um, and then Eckhart Tolle. My gosh, if you get these people together and when they sit down and speak, there's long pauses in between everything they say. And you're like on edge, like, come on, tell me more what you're saying. Um, <laughs> there's very long pauses because they are practicing impeccability with their word. And it makes so much sense, you know, and you have like a, a little inner conversation with yourself before you even open your mouth. And you know what? If people are sitting there and they're high anxiety and they can't, they're like, come out with it. Well, you know, that's their issue. That's not yours. And you're doing everything right. And you're changing. You're changing even the way they, you're teaching patients. You're teaching. And we teach patients, we be patients, right? We, whatever goes out comes back in and that's the way it goes. Whatever comes in goes back out. This is how life flows. So being impeccable and speaking with integrity is changing everyone and everything around us in many, many different ways. And that is the beautiful part about it. And it's a practice. It's a practice. It's not something you just be like, okay, start talking right now. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work that way. And that's okay. It's a practice. We're all practicing together um, to be impeccable and to use the word for love and truth and not to use the word against ourselves or against others. Um, Very, very, very true way of being. Another story that comes to mind about being impeccable with your words. I can't remember if it was Rondas or or Alan Watts, but one of the two, and I listened to the both of them religiously, um, but one of the two um, had talked about having a friend who, um, this woman who always was very impeccable with her word. So you knew when she said yes, she said yes. And when she said no, she said no. And it was like somebody invited her to a party and, you know, she would tell you no if she didn't want to go. And she would just, you know, do you want to go to this place? I'm, uh, you know, having all friends over. It's going to be great. I'm doing a book club. <laughs> and she was like, no. And that was it. Like, no, no. Like, how many times have you, someone asked you something and you said no, but it was never just no. It was followed by no, because blah, 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 blah. And we come up with a million reasons why we have to 
(laughs) justify our no. And this is silly. This is really silly because that's just an impeccable word. It's just no is actually a great word. It's an amazing boundary. It is an amazing truth. And it is okay to say no, right? If you're one of these people and I'm one of them, sometimes I can't say no. And it's it's crazy, drives me nuts, but I'm working on it. I'm growing through it. So yes, I'm able and I'm willing to respect my boundary of no. And this is one of the things that was so amazing about the story that she said, you know, just no. And they were like, you know, and it, at first it takes you back because you're waiting for the story of why they can't come to your party or why they, you know, rejected whatever it was that you just um, presented to them. But the best part was that you knew, and, and they talk about when this woman said yes, her yes was always her yes. She would be there. She would show up. So you, it almost hold more value and more weight because the yes was always a yes and the no was always a no. And there was no big stories behind why she felt she had to say yes or felt she wanted to say no. That is beautiful. I, I love that. I strive to be there where my no is my no is my yes is my yes. And I don't have to apologize or explain and if we all just lived that way, we would all be have less expectations of everything because we're expecting someone to make us feel good when they reject us. Oh, you just told me no. Ouch. Now tell me why you said no so I feel better. <laughs> right? We're just egotistic brats. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you know, so uh, the next time someone says no to you, don't be an asshole. Don't be a crybaby. Just let them say no. And don't expect to hear an explanation as to why they say no. It's none of our fucking business. <laughs> and it's fine. It's perfectly normal for them to say no. Right? So these is this is what I'm saying, though, as far as that. You know, let's let's be impeccable with their words and let's respect impeccability. Let's respect when someone has integrity enough to only say what they mean and not use a bunch of fillers just to make us feel good feelers that make you feel good. (laughs) I really, really love the four agreements. And again, I can't talk about this book enough. I actually did start a book club and we are reading the four agreements. So that's really fun too, as well as I go and dive into this adventure with you. I'm doing it in all platforms of my life. So just want you to know that I'm right here with you. And this week, this month, this season, we are going to be impeccable with our word. I love you so much. And I hope you enjoyed this segment. I cannot wait to speak to you again on the second agreement of don't take anything personally but until then just know that you are light you're loved and i see you have a great day and thank you for learning to be infinite af Mm -hmm.